You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Support for this podcast comes from UCSF Medical Center. UCSF Medical Center is ranked the number one hospital in California by U.S. News and World Report. UCSF Health, redefining possible. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. This is where we get to chat for an hour on the big stories in England's Premier League. Now, we'll get to the Manchester clubs a little later in the show, but let's start, my friend, in London, more specifically North London and that big North London derby. Arsenal beating Spurs 2-0 at home on the back of so much talk of Spurs and how they're getting ahead of Arsenal and how they're the side at the moment to beat in North London. But it was a good reaction today, Rob, mm. with that 2-0 scoreline. A really good performance from Arsenal Football yeah. Club. What surprised you most after the game, given that result? That the hurt, that those headlines, that the power shift, that the top dogs meant something to Arsenal today. There was a serious yeah. team, Rob, that, that made very little mistakes through the game, had good balance between their attacking and defending, were had people like Mesut Ozil, I'm going to say this, Incredible. Mesut Ozil, <laughs> slide tackling sprinting back, back, sprinting back to help his teammates out. It was the performance of a team that could win a title. That's how good they were today. It really was. And uh, from I thought from the defence first, mm. it was really strong. And the shape was very good. We talked pre-game, Rob, yeah. about the, the potential for Spurs with that midfield diamond, diamond mm. and the fact they got a little bit of everything with Sissoko and Dembele and Dele mm. and Eriksen, who've been grabbing all the headlines of late. But they didn't. They no. didn't get a kick in a, against a two-man midfield and just a strong Arsenal compact team throughout. It was a marvellous one. And we, we have gone down here mm. before and we have talked about it and we have praised Arsene Wenger's team before for producing these one-off performances. But it does leave everybody a little bit perplexed. And Rebecca in the show asked us today, why, why don't we see this every week? And I think it is worth conversation, Rob, mm. because it really gets to the, to the crux of of the frustrations of the fans with Arsene Wenger and why, given this really good squad, they're not right at the top of the league. I got the sense from the manager and, and after the game, he was, he, he, was, he was a little bit touchy about people saying maybe the first goal and, and whatever. A little bit fiery. I think there was players who were, were doubted. Uh, Alexis Sanchez, Mesut Ozil. I think there's a, there's a group that people are not sure if they've got the heart. And, and when the hunger was there... When they the need and the drive to say, you know what, we're, a, we're, we're good footballers. When that was asked, they produced that performance. So the question I would pose, Robin Musto, is, is that now the, 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 the job of the manager to keep asking those yeah. questions every week? Or is it a case that even if I ask those, these questions, this group can't do that every week? Maybe every now and then they are going to let you down and that's what, who Arsenal are. We asked, or I asked our research team for some stats, and we get a, a, so much stats from all, all things. Now, sometimes what we have to wait for is the, is the running stats and the distance-covered mm. stats and the high-intensity sprint stats that, that are flying out there yeah. and are accurate and, mm -hmm. and, for me, are so important right now. I can literally put this down to one word, effort. 
effort, Rob. There's enough quality throughout this team to play well, to win games, to, to, to be dominant in football matches. It all comes down to effort, and effort comes through motivation. And motivation comes from themselves as players, obviously, but, uh, but more importantly, the manager. If the manager, whoever that was, motivates them, and if those stat numbers, because I can guarantee you the stats today How do you will know? be a lot higher than the average numbers yeah. for this team this season. How do you know Arsene Wenger isn't motivating them and he isn't getting Because we don't see it, Rob. Well... What do you have to see? Waving, well, just you waving your fist on the side of the... No, that, no. I, I want to see the, the, each game the players come out with an aggression. I want to see them draw, uh, to, to get into the mentality. I want to see the players point fingers and be more upset with each other when it doesn't go well. When it doesn't go well, heads go down and they play for themselves. There's not the togetherness that we saw today. And yes, I get your point that maybe some of these players aren't built for that, but mm. I'm not having it. I think a coach and manager has the... enthusiasm, motivation for every single game. Other managers we see in England, the Premier League, and in other... Okay. From front to back today, Arsenal have their best 11 yes. players on the pitch, and we see a performance. Lacazette starts, not like Manchester City and Liverpool. He starts with Alexis and Ozil. They not only, Rob, can attack well, they've shown us to see they can defend well from the front and create chances. The backs... Daffy, Monreal and Kassialny were, were, were different. Bellerin and, and Kalasinac in the were outstanding today. So all of a sudden, Rob, why, why should we not be seeing this 11 no. week in, week out and start to raise the expectations for this well, Arsenal group? It's a, it's, a, it's a mixture of reasons. Arsene Wenger didn't play Lacazette in the didn't last game. Didn't trust him. Didn't which trust is, him. Which is... Which is crazy I mean in my opinion but also there's been injuries this is the first time again our research confirmed this the first time in the Premier League that this team has been put together with those front three and back three Kolasinac brilliant signing on the left hand side better in quick good from the right hand side Aaron Ramsey given the right instructions and mm. demanded from his manager to do the up and down part and everything else is an excellent central midfield player Granite Xhaka I've got a bit of a problem with yeah. that can be a position upgrade, that could be upgrade. upgraded Jack will Jerry in uh, you come Jackie but other than that Rob you know at the start of the, the, start of the season we did our top four, yeah. and, I, and I pictured and I probably wrote down this very 11 mm -hmm. and I thought to myself you know what I know that Arsene Wenger there's question marks about how he organises and motivates the team. But with yeah. this team, that is absolutely a top four side. Yeah. And we disagreed on that. So yeah. let's revisit a little bit. Mm -hmm. Our top four exactly the same, apart from I had Arsenal in and yeah. Spurs out. I had Spurs in and Arsenal out. So I mean, after Based seeing that today, today I, I, I'm obviously happier. sticking with my... Yeah, I'm happier and I'm sticking with my prediction, even though I, I love what Spurs have done. How do you feel? Uh, I'm Okay. Because I think it, it, we won't see it on a regular enough basis. And here, I'll throw one at you. Next weekend, Arsenal <laughs> away at Burnley. Wet, cold, turf moor. Sean Dyche got his it's team flying. flying. I don't expect that same kind of performance. And that's the reason why I don't think they'll, they'll, they'll make top four. Uh, uh, what are you saying? Yeah, and, it, and it's hard to... It, it, it's really hard to disagree too much. But it, it, this is where... I'm so torn because mm. I really enjoyed Arsenal yeah. today. And, and in a way, let, let, let's finish by giving Arsenal credit because you know what? When the pressure was on, they delivered today. They should enjoy it. Mm. Let's turn our attention to, okay. to the other team today, Rob, who were, uh, I thought, flat. Lacked a little bit of spark. I'm not sure if Harry Kane was 100% fit. Deli Ali didn't quite look himself, didn't get into the game. Not sure if that was a fitness thing. 
The shape didn't work. We're getting to a situation, Rob, and, and let's just get cut right to the chase. Every time we're just about ready to go, the Spurs team are, are there, ready to kick on. Yeah. They, they seem to let us down, let themselves down a little bit. What, what yeah. is it? Uh, my, my question, Rob, is, are this team really good enough to win a title? Deep down. And, and forget money and who's in and who's out. This group of players with this manager, are they good enough to win a title? Are they good enough to win silverware? Or are we somehow getting a bit seduced by the great football, the great goals, the development, the young players, but they're still a little bit short? They are a little bit short, and they're not good enough to win a, a Premier League title. Um, that being said, you know I, I can't speak too badly about them, Rob, because mm. of the finances. And I'm going to touch it real quick because reports say they've got the sixth highest wage bill. So the top six we talk about, mm -hmm. yeah. they pay the lowest of the six. Yeah. In the last four years, since Pochettino's been at the football club, they've had a net spend of $50 million. Arsene Wenger, in the same amount of time, has had a net spend of $250 million. So, yes, they build us up, build us up into thinking of great things for them, mm -hmm. and they kind of disappoint you know, when, it, when it really matters. But I still go back to those numbers and say, you know what, that's really, really great. I just think, like today, Rob, I think those Spurs players afterwards and tomorrow morning will yeah. wake up with yeah. regrets. Yeah. I think they have regrets in some of these big games that they, that they could have given more. Deli Alli could have given more today. Yeah. Ericsson could have given more today. Lots of players could is, have given is, more. Is there, is there a chance that this team kind of start reading the press, start feeling good about those Real Madrid days? And... and just not take their eye off, and I don't think the manager allowed them, Rob, but is there a chance that they kind of get self-inflated and stop? We've seen teams, Manchester United over the years, we've seen Arsenal teams over the years, we've seen Chelsea teams over the years, continually grind it out to win things. Can this team do that? They should be built to be able to do that, Rob, yeah, because they've got the type the of players that, that, that can do both sides of the game. It's just... It's just frustrating because I think they're better than what they showed again today. And we don't always see it. When they have a couple of great results, the Champions League mm -hmm. results against Real Madrid, of course, is you start to elevate them onto this yeah. level. But at the moment, this is a big away game against a really good size. Mm -hmm. They weren't quite good enough to No, nope. pulsating derby, but it was Arsenal that finished out on top, meaning there's only one point now between the two North London giants. When we get back, we'll turn our attention to Manchester and the red half of the city as United took on Rafa and Newcastle United at the Theatre of Dreams. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, good day at Old Trafford for Manchester United. They beat Newcastle United 4-1 and it coincided with the return from injury of two key players. But Jose never talks about injured players, does he? I don't speak about injured players. You know how the dynamic had changed without Ibrahimovic. But nobody can say I moan about injuries. Marcos Rojo. I know that I moan with a lot of things. Michael Carrick. But I, I don't do with, with injuries. Paul Pogba, Marwan Fellaini. I think any other manager would be speaking about Pogba every day. Oh, I don't have Pogba. Oh, when I have Pogba. Oh, ten matches without Pogba. No, 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 no. I have nothing to say. Classic, classic Jose. Nothing to say. He was a happier man today. He had Pogba, he had Zlatan, he had Rohan, Rojo back in, in the squad. And it's interesting, Rob, because just the return, uh, and I'm thinking more of Pogba and Zlatan, I think have such a big effect. First of all, the manager, Jose Mourinho. I think he's more confident. I think he can he can puff his chest out because he's got he, 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 he's, he's kind of 
ball winners, his, his match winners, his guys who he relies on and trusts, he's gotten back in the team. It affects the fans, the atmosphere in Old Trafford. Uh, Ola White and Lee Dixon were telling us over the commentary how, how the noise was, was in the stadium. It affects the teammates. You see people at Lukaku are happy, Rashford's happy, happier, the back four are happier, they've got those players around. And it affects the opposition. The opposition get affected by Paul Pogba. They get drawn to him. When Zlatan comes on the pitch, he has a presence that affects the opposition. So, for the sake of Manchester United and the sake of if they're going to close this gap on Manchester City and get to winning titles, having those players back at this time of the season could be crucial. Just before we go on to the performance of those players, maybe in United performance, I just mm. want to ask you a question. The games leading up to this, there's been some disappointing approaches, tactics, performances in Manchester United. Yeah. And of course, Paul Pogba is Ma their best yeah, player and yeah. it makes a difference. Mm. But did things change too much? Did Mourinho go in a direction that he didn't need to go that's cost him valuable points in good this question, title really race? Really good question. And he probably reverts to type when he's, not, when he's not sure and confident. And here's an example. Henrik Mkhitaryan was nowhere involved in this squad today. Not on the bench, out of the way because now he's got Pogba back he doesn't have to kind of almost put up with what he, he was getting from Mkhitaryan because he wasn't happy but he can't make those decisions unless he's got his full armoury around him and when you see him today he can be a little bit more aggressive he can be a bit more on the front foot because he's got real quality around him Just on Pogba today you know in the performance and we, we closely watched him play and uh just his little bit of quality is, is, is just his little moves. He's, he makes a goal with brilliant individual yeah, play. He scores a goal. I, I often think with Jose's teams that, he, that the manager is very reliant in terms of the attacking part mm. of it on, on players. Individuals. It's not about how yeah. he finds a way to, to create and scores and goals. Yeah, he mm. relies on his players stepping up and scoring goals. And that's what he's got in some degree from Martial off the bench and yeah. Rashford off the bench and, yeah. and Lukaku for the most part earlier on and just individually but today was another performance where I thought they struggled a little bit with their flow and their their football in the first yeah. half second half was much better like like I don't know it just felt so different well, I, I know well, Newcastle well, uh, got to attack a bit uh, more but they were much better you're right but uh, I would say most managers Rob fall into one or, one or other category they're either basically defensive minded and get that right and then hope things happen like Mourinho at the other end of the pitch with good quality players or they're about flair and attacking and sometimes neglect the, the, the defensive side maybe a bit like Jurgen Klopp yeah maybe maybe and uh, it's just I think all the United fans wanted to see that today Rob yeah. I know it's yeah. not a difficult performance game performance was as important as the result yeah. today I and, think and they wanted a little something didn't they at Old Trafford today and just on the, on the back of that I know we tweeted on our, on our uh, Twitter feed mm. At the two Robbies NBC um, fans with these two uh, back, the, the two, yeah, players, two players, back, Zlatan yeah. and Pogba, mm. you've regained your swagger. How how do you close the seven point gap on Manchester City? Now re read a few re replies. Yeah, I got one from Ethan Fry. who said by being there to capitalise if City slip up with the winter, if they don't, they'll deserve the title. Much as it pains me to say that, that was Ethan Fry, obviously a Manchester United man. And Matt Van Swarthout came out with, quite bluntly, we'll beat him in December, and then it'll be down to four points. Rankin Locks tweets us to say, what swagger? Wait until they meet another member of the top six before talking about swagger. And then finally, Kevin Ariza tweets us to say, at this point, performing consistently, that's what they need to do. City, at some point, will slip. The key is to provide yourself the opportunity when they do. String together consistent performances, and most importantly, secure the result. So, a lot of talk about Pogba and Zlatan today, Rob, but I, yeah. I want to go 
back to a guy who's been there all the season, got 11 goals in all competitions, was on a tough run. Romelu Lukaku, importantly, scored today and stayed on the pitch when Zlatan came on. I thought that was important, that he didn't get taken off. He was shoved out to the wing, though, Robert. It's okay. It's okay. He was part of the team with Zlatan. And that might be an indication going forward of how Jose thinks he might use these two players. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to use Lukaku as a wide player. I think Roman Lukaku's not going to want to do can that. Can Lukaku not play in, in this, this centre striking position yeah. and, and Zlatan in the, in the So tent? why didn't they do that today? I mean... I, Maybe circumstances. Maybe circumstances. Juan Mata plays as a wide player. Stick him out wide because mm-hmm. he can combine and, and do different things from a wide area and then play Slatan with Lukaku. So I didn't quite understand why he did that. Maybe he's waiting for that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting dynamic, Rob. Yeah. Big Zlatan. Is he going to be yeah. happy to come off the bench all the time? Because that's gonna, the way it's going to be for the next few weeks yeah, as he regains and, and, his match And fitness. it should be. One, he's coming back off in ACL a little bit quicker than, than, than expected. Two, he's 36 years of age. Rob, you've got to get up to match speed. You've got to be ready. He should be coming in and doing 15, 20 minutes when it's required, building up his time. Right. Maybe get over the Christmas period and then he starts uh, uh, to... All right, and he starts to what? Starts Does, he to help? Be, be m- Does he help or hinder Roman Lukaku at Manchester United? Well, he... Great question, based on it's all about Romelu Lukaku's character. If he's got a strong character, he gets benefit from having Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I if his character's weak... I'm not saying weak. No, not weak, but if about, his character's about, about not respectful. strong enough. No, it's nothing Zlatan, to do with... I love what you've done, to and do you want to play that, I'm going to play the move over if here. You're gonna be, if, you, if you're big enough to wear the number nine for Manchester United, you've got to be big enough to say, you know what, Zlatan, I'm the man... You're going to be I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to say that. Well, he? then, then he's going to have an issue. No, he doesn't have to say it, but that's how he's got to feel inside. He's got to be the man for Manchester United, and Zlatan's got to play for Because long-term, Romelu Lukaku has got, has got much more to offer Manchester United you're, than Zlatan. You're asking Zlatan to, to not be the main man, then? No, I'm asking Zlatan to be part of the team. Yeah, I, I, we've never seen him, and I've watched him for a long time, feel like he's not the main man at the football club. And I, I hope that he can be a little bit more humble... And of course, he'll want to play all the time. He's got a manager who has to manage him. You've got, yeah. That's part of Jose Mourinho's job, Rob, to yeah. make sure he's still getting the, the best from his team. Yeah, I, I just it's going to be fascinating. It's no question that the football flowed today. Pogba was brilliant in midfield after a little bit of a shaky start. Slatan coming back adds so much to the stadium. And I just think for you, Manchester United, that's what they want to see, Rob. The, the football was so much better. Uh, the result was great. But there are harder tests uh, I think in December they play some of the big boys. So, good day today, though, for, for Jose Mourinho. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I just think getting good bodies around with this period. We've got November, we've got December. Good period for Manchester United, great win. So, that's the red hole for Manchester done. Next, we'll look at the blue portion. City, stay top of the pile and just keep relentlessly rolling on. We'll focus on Leicester's latest attempt to be the first team to beat Pep's men. I'm Earl, he's Musto. And together with the two Robbies football show on NBC Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. We've talked Manchester United. It's time to talk Manchester City. And with their 2-0 victory away at Leicester today, it is the best start ever in England's top flight for Man City now through mm. 12 games. And, and today's win, Rob, it wasn't always easy no. and pretty from City at the start. But, of course, they found a way. The football was stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, we'll go on to talk about, scored a great goal today. But I just thought... What makes them special? And I just want to throw this at you. I think because of the philosophy, because of the possession, because of what the manager has demanded now for his second season, it's almost becoming impossible to stop Man City for a period of time. 
There's been moments in, in games, and we've seen it already, and we saw it today, where City don't quite have the rhythm, and mm. Leicester's football gives them a problem. But because they have the ball so much, and because they're so persistent, those combinations, those short passes, it becomes exhausting. I, mm. I remember when I played against some of the great United teams and Arsenal teams, it was exhausting mm. trying to stop the great players and teams play through 90 minutes. And I guarantee every team that play in City now, mm. they can have periods of, of stopping yeah. them, Rob, but because it, it keeps coming wave after wave, it questions down, and questions yeah. and questions yeah. and questions, it's exhausting it, to stop them. The, and the, the exhaustion isn't just physical, it's mental, because you're concentrating so much, you're watching runs, you're chasing a guy, he doesn't get the ball, somebody else gets it. I had the same thoughts, and ahead of this, uh, ahead of the game, I, I thought to myself, OK, let's stop eulogising about City, because you had 12 games, 40 goals, 7 seeded, invincibles talk, and best team ever talk. I'm thinking, OK, I'm the rest of the league. What's going to give me hope? And I wrote down three things. Nature, weather, <laughs> weather. Could yeah. pitches, could weather, could some of that upset them? Mm, I don't really think so. Stretch, yeah. Pile up. Fixture congestion coming up from now till Christmas into the new year. I think it's a test, Rob. I think it's a test for the team, the way they want to play, and the manager. The manager doesn't like Christmas. He, he already told us about that last year. So, yeah, too many how do how do how do, does What's that three? affect? Did you have a number three? Three, complacency. A right. Bit. Could, could complacency come in? And the reason why I, I don't, don't think, think that, that I don't think yeah. His press conference on Friday. You know the first thing he said when he was talking about this group. He went improvement. Yeah. This team are open to keep improving, however well we do. I want to add one more to yeah, the list today, then, and it comes today. I'm thinking about it as well. Injuries. Correct. Defensive injuries. Yeah. John Stones today. Vincent Company's back. Not durable at the moment. We don't know how long are he'll okay be back. Are you okay with that tackle after a couple of minutes on Jamie Vardy? Yeah, I'm okay. I think Stones is on the cover. I'm okay with Yellow that. Yellow card. Yellow card. So let's put that one to bed. Yeah. But defensive injuries, Mendy. Out now, Delft's come in, done a good job. Otamendi suspended Otamendi today. suspended today, he comes back in. Company, unreliable as yet, we'll have to see. Been a great player, great servant, but don't know if he can do it week in, week out. Stones, possibly missing for six yeah, weeks, they're looked, talking about. It looked a, a proper... Mm. I mean, muscle injury, it did look a hamstring injury, which can it be anything, could, as we know, from from three upwards, yeah. six weeks. I mean, Pop I mean, goes out, for, goes out for two months. So, so what does he do? Injury. What does he do? He has got options now. He said that he can play Carl Walker as a central defender. Then he could bring in uh, mm. Danilo as a Danilo, fullback. Yeah. Danilo, we understand, can play mm. as a central defender as well. Alekin Mangala came in today, yeah. which surprised me a little bit. Fernandinho can go maybe there better as well. suited to Vardy, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's mm. a good shout, yeah. Um, but I don't think he'll want to change Fernandinho in, in no. midfield with De Bruyne and stuff because that's been brilliant, like top class. So there are options, but John Stones was playing mm. really well. Um, and that is absolutely a blow for him. Vincent Company, as you said, we don't know how long he's yeah. going to last. So, yeah, that's a, a legitimate point. But with the spending in the summer and the defenders added, I think they'll be able to, mm. to kind of mix and match a little bit and still be pretty secure back there. Okay, you, you you want to talk about how good this team are? Right. Where, where do they right. rank? Right. Um, We've got to talk to, to, about yeah, it. Yeah, we we have to talk about it. But but to start to make for me definite calls, some kind of conclusions, we have to talk about the course of a season. We'll I don't to want to do, go there. We'll I want to talk we'll about. To, you're talking about a twelve yeah, game window. Now, twelve game window as good as we've seen in this league. Yeah, up there forever. I up mean, oh, we, played against, we played against the, 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 the Alex Ferguson yeah, with Giggs and Scholes and Keane and Beckham, the Arsenal with, with Burkham and Henry. And, Henry and, and, and they were Obermars brilliant teams. And, but yeah. is this, I mean, 
we don't play against them, but we mm. see them every yeah. single and week. And we see what they're doing to other good teams. Right. I, I think you've got to say right now that they're a but, better team. But, but it's, now, early. It's, early. it's early. It's early. It's early. So, yeah. so we're 12 games in. I think we've got to look at 24, 36, and 38. Have they won the title? What their numbers they've posted? You know, how many games did they lose? All that stuff starts to bear into it. But what we've seen after 12 games, absolutely. Invincible? Uh, not yet. Don't want to go there yet. Save that, Robbie Musto. Mm. Save that for me. No, we should. We should. I mean, we, we should. We'll, we'll put it out there, but but a little bit early. Early for that f- for me. Okay. Should we start talking about individual players? Yeah, let's talk about him. We've I got mean, to talk about him. KDB. Is he the best that we've seen in the Premier League? No, no, he's not the best yet. He's not the best yet. Uh, who's up there? Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. Dennis Bergkamp's up there. Mm. Gianfranco Zola's up there. Eric Cantona's up there. But but it's Ryan current, Giggs is up there. But his current level, the goal he, today. He, he, he's, listen, he's getting an invite to that kind of exclusive club if he can do what. I mean, his goal today, Rob, was magnificent, absolutely magnificent. The the, the ability to control the ball with your right foot, this is strong. To move it with your left is very difficult because that's not your natural foot, and then to generate so much power off your weaker foot by just with, without too much effort and blast the ball, Casper Smichael. I mean, the detail and the technique in that is absolutely outstanding. Let me give you a little bit of data and fact. because You like data. Yeah, I like that, and you know I like it. So, on Twitter today, Opta Joe is a brilliant source of, uh, of information. 50. Kevin De Bruyne has now had a hand in 50 Premier League goals, 16 goals, and 34 assists. He has done this in 76 Premier League appearances, which is the quickest by any out-and-out midfielder in the history of the competition, Wizard. That kind of gives you the data and fact about mm. where we're at with this guy yep. and the football that he's playing, the creativity, the balance. is shot today, and we had, a, we had a super slow motion of it, Rob, this left foot shot from De Bruyne. I can only say that it, I'm a big golfer. It reminded me of a, a perfect Rory McIlroy drive with the follow-through, the balance, the technique, and at the end of it, his standing leg stayed on the ground as his left foot came through with an incredible, powerful, accurate strike. And it's almost you could take a picture of it. You take a picture perfect of, of, of technique with the way that he finished that, like a Roy McElroy follow-through. Stunning stuff. Uh, I'm, you've <laughs> lost me there with the gossip. <laughs> just before we wrap up on T, I just want to go back to that kind of this Invincibles talk and all that. Remember the Invincibles? There was quite a few draws in there with Manchester City getting wins. So, so we've got to say... And that came later on because yeah. they thought they were going to do this incredible feat. Just in terms of Pep, let's talk about the manager who's running this thing. He said, somebody asked him about uh, the Invincibles of going unbeaten and he, he kind of dismissed it a little bit. It's like, you know, that's not, that's not my priority. Do you, what do you think is more important to him? That, that he leaves a legacy in, in, this, in, in Premier League football that you can play football a certain style and win a title or go in a season unbeaten. Which do you think would mean more to Pep Guardiola? The first part. Uh, he's all about style. He's all about philosophy. And Absolutely. if he loses a game or two yeah, and, I think but he's does okay that and that. wins a title... He's got to win a title, but, but last season, and I'll never forget it because so many people said, you can't come to England playing mm. that way. It's not easy to play out from the back. And, uh, you know, I, I believed in what he could do and realised, you know, with, with extra defending players, and I get that he spent a fortune and maybe you should be able to play that, mm. amount, that style of football with 
that amount of players. But uh, it's just brilliant watching this team play at the moment. Yeah, and that's 12 without a loss for City now and 40 goals for good measure. Talk about Invincibles is starting. Time now to look at the rest of the day's results and we'll discuss pound for pound who's been the best value transfer this summer. We're the two Robbies on NBC Sports Radio taking a short break and all we talk is Premier League. And wrapping up the other games from today, Rob, let's yeah. talk about the best summer signings we've seen so far. And we thought about it because mine is Mohamed Salah. Yeah. He's now got nine Premier League goals. He's the top goal scorer. And his fee was up to $56 million. Mm-hmm. But in that victory today for Liverpool, 3-0, Coutinho scoring the other goal, it just it made me think, wow, this guy was a brilliant signing uh, for Roma. And in a way... He actually wasn't what they particularly needed, or what at the time, did they? I mean, they have, they've got Mane one side, you've got Coutinho, you've got Firmino, you've got Sturridge. These goals kind of, you wouldn't say that was a, a priority position, would you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. But, but and I wouldn't have thought he'd have scored. Been gr- he's been great business. He he's, gives him another kind of threat, runs in behind. He's probably missed as many as he scored, by the way. He used to be in our day, a wide yeah, player. Yeah, he had to yeah, cross yeah. the ball wide in. Wide players now, yeah. yeah. And 10, they're, they're 12, a lot of them are strikers, goals, yeah. you know, Rashford, yeah, Rashford obviously Martial, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's a little different because Alexis I think, I think a little Salah's, bit from Arsenal. Yeah, Salah's from not wide. really a striker, mm. but well, my goodness, he's getting goals from wide area, and they are very, very valuable. Comfortable day for Liverpool beating yeah. uh, Southampton today, but a little bit of news, Robin. Is, it, is, is it Liverpool maybe going back in for Virgil Van Dijk in the in the uh, January window? Yeah, there's uh, the Mail, pounds. the Mail online from the UK is, is basically just just reporting that they they believe there's solid interest mm-hmm. um, in seventy million pound rating, which is about hundred million dollar rating for Virgil out? Van Dijk. Does that mean continue out the door for Liverpool? Well, that 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 would be so. Um, send a bad shame. message, wouldn't it? Send well, a, I think send I a bad message. I kind of understand it, right? Mm. I mean, if you're going to get more than hundred million uh, pounds, which mm. is about hundred and thirty, maybe more than hundred and fifty million dollars, I think you've got to take it. And defence is a situation mm. we know that it's not great, and and we don't know what Coutinho is like, whether he's his chin's on the ground around yeah. the training ground, whether he really misses or is, is, is disappointed with that move. Scored. That we will see in January. Yeah, scored a goal, made a goal, though, Philip Coutinho. Let's move on to yeah. another guy, Alvaro Morata. was up to $91 million, so it's decent money, but good start to his Charles career. Scored today, Eddie Hazard got, got a couple as well in a 4 0 win against West Brom and Jalen. Good value for money? It's looking like it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of money, but I think what excited us both today when we saw the highlights was the link between Azad mm. and Murat. And that's, is mm. now they've done it a little bit, but now it looks like yeah. this is what Antonio Conte wants. Last season was different. He had the three wide yeah. players. It was yeah. a 3-4-3. Three, three. Yeah. Now it's different. You're now mm. getting a midfield, which I, I love, by the way, of N'Golo Kante holding. Yeah. To his right, you've got the passing range and quality assess Fabregas. Yeah. To his left, you've got Jimmy Bakayoko, yeah. who's got that box-to-box NG physicality. And, and you've got Ed Nazard in the hole, like a little bit of a diamond, the mm. way that Spurs do it in there with Alvaro Morata up front. And Morata, Rob, you know, I've said it many times, I wasn't sure about him handling the physicality. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting sold on him. I'm getting sold on him. You're I, liking that pretty face, I'm liking the, the pretty, pretty face. Boy. I think he has got a little bit more aggressive the way that he mm. plays, the movement, the timing of his runs, and the little flick today for Hazard's goal. Beautiful. I think, I think Chelsea have gone under the radar a little bit. Mm. They're banging it. They're they're, 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 with that manager, they're forcing points, this nine team points forward. Manchester City, we talk about, as we say. Yeah, we talk about motivation with mm, Wenger. Yeah. This guy, mm. with a group of players that have dropped off before after Championship, not this time. Little side note on that: Chelsea winning four nil. A little bit of pressure coming under Tony Pulis. Can you can you can you understand that? I mean, what do you do? Get rid of Tony Pulis to employ another Tony Pulis? Uh, if you yeah, yeah. There's that side of it. So first of all, don't fire him. 
mm. because in this situation, he said it today in his, press, his presser, he's been there before, he's got experience, and I think they'll be okay. Yeah. But I listened to some West Brom fans on the radio, Robert, and you kind of get it. Was it two wins in 21 yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not as though it's been, it's this has been coming football, for a little while, yeah. and the football's not great. And, and we know that the squad now, and the West Brom fans said it, it's the best squad they've had for, mm. for many, not, many years. That's a frustration. Out. Yeah, frustration. Talking about uh, good signings, Alexandre Lacazette, he's got six goals in 12. I want to talk about another guy. Cost $15 million with Charleston for, for what? For young 15, Brazilian. 15, absolutely. 15, one yeah. five, 20 20 years of age, Rob. He'll be playing in the, the big game tomorrow. It kicks off with coverage 10 a.m. Eastern time on NBCSM. He'll be playing for Watford against David Moyes' West Ham United. He's been exciting this season, hasn't he? I know we, 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 you've probably got to see him over the season with Charleston, but it looks like good business. Yeah, really good business. I mean, Watford are having a bit of a struggle up at the moment. Mm. The start of the weekend in the ninth spot. But Richarlison, that quality, again, Robbie Earl, a goal-scoring player in mm. a wide area, is very valuable. Another one I'll throw back at you, Edison goalkeeper yep. for Manchester City and, and not a lot of people have talked about him but I think it's he's a good a, thing we're not talking about him because yeah. I think that means he, he's doing his job he's been good hasn't he he's been good he's been good with his feet he's Brilliant. been brave when he's, when he's had to and put out Another, you'd have to say pound for pound Nemanja Matic around 52 million it's yeah. got, got to be good business on it for, for Manchester United what he's bought them and, and the hole he's plugged for, for, for Manchester United playing next to Pogba yeah, and today the two of them looked happy again. I mean, the, the base that he gives Pogba to get forward is so valuable, and it's been a little bit off over the, the uh, recent weeks, but Pogba coming back is so much better for Matic as well because he can do the simple things really well uh, and protect that back four. And then on Monday, Rob, we've got another game to look forward to. It's yeah. Brighton versus, versus Stoke City. Chris Hewton's Brighton ticking along very nicely at the moment and against the Stoke City team where Peter Crouch is still having an effect. He is. I mean, good it's, old Crouchy. It, yeah, good old Crouchy, and he's still scoring the goals. He'd love to be a starting player, but mm. at his age... Plan B, I think he is. It? Yeah, I can't moment. see it happening. And, and Brighton, I mean, I think we both had them in the bottom three, so yeah. having a brilliant season Sitting. under Chris Hewton. Yeah, sitting eighth in the table. So, interesting league. And yeah, always, always a great thing, I think, for, for managers, Rob, it is about signings. We're talking probably signing of the, the summer so far, Mohamed Salah. Yeah. I'd say one of the worst signings of the summer is probably the guy who'll be playing for West Ham tomorrow, Marco Anatovic. And those are the yeah. kind of things you get a signing wrong, doesn't all put pressure on no, the manager as it did you're right. with I mean, Slavin Bilic. Slavin David Moyes has got to get a tune out of him, David hasn't Moyes, he? we will talk about in, in upcoming mm. podcasts, but uh, that's going to be interesting. He's got to get the most out of Marco Anatovic, absolutely. Yeah, great stuff, mate. That just leaves us time to reward the tweet of the day, and that goes to John Tabor. Tweeted us about Arsenal that, well, they've got what it takes to finish second or third on today's showing, but we've seen this show before. Things will come up a bit short. So, John, please direct messages your address, and we'll get a two Robbie scarf to you in the post in the next couple of days. So, on a North Day when the North London derby belongs to the Gunners, Manchester United welcome back Pogba and Zlatan. And Manchester City still sits seven points clear at the top of the table. For more debate, discussion and good old argument, subscribe to Apple Podcasts to download the Two Robbies show. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And more importantly, please let us know what team you support and why you love that particular team. And we'll read out the best responses on our next Premier League podcast. And finally, for me, thanks to all the good folks at Culver City. You do a great job for us. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening and getting involved in the show through social media. Next Saturday, we have a special event in New York City. A Premier League party, a fan fest. fan fest. So we'll have to skip the radio show, but look out for Europods later this week. And the Two Robbies Football Show will return two weeks from today. So until then, it's good night from me and good night from him. Good night. Napa Know How. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid off car. 
It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. 